0: Hello and welcome to On the DL with Dak and Lan. Today we continue our discussion on fat loss, fact or fiction, covering intermittent fasting and overtraining. Please enjoy. I have a, something funny that happens to me a lot in clinic is I'll get people that rock up in clinic that tell me that, let's say for instance, intermittent fasting worked really well for them. And my answer to them is always, if it worked so well, why are you in my office? So why do you need me if it's working so well for you? If this system is perfect and it's getting you where you need to go, you shouldn't need me. But the fact that you're here means that it doesn't actually work for you. It means that it it was able to give you rapid fat loss in a short period of time that you were unable to maintain for whatever reason. So let's look at it from that perspective. So whilst we're on the topic. (laughs) It's a (laughs) bit of So we we got this one a few times, didn't we, on the questions board? Yeah,
1: yes. And I feel like over the last few years it's gotten really popular. I've seen it more and more pop up on Instagram and people talking about it. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, it's quite the heated topic because I feel like people that do it are like, this is it this is all i want to do this is all i want to talk about and everyone else is like why
0: yeah and it's the one one of the things that should factor into this for you guys is do do you enjoy it is it beneficial for you from a structure perspective so some people some people work a really heavy duty job where they can't really access food for eight hours a day right if this is you, then intermittent fasting may be a really effective way to eat. Yeah. It's effective because it suits your lifestyle, though, not yes. effective because it's this magic solution. The way intermittent fasting works in fat loss is exactly the same way keto works in fat loss, high carb diets work in fat loss, da 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 da. You create. Eating well. <laughs> that's it. You're, you're eating more mindfully and you're creating a calorie deficit. That is how it's working. There is no magic trick to it. There are other side effects that some people experience that are positive. We're not trying to talk people out of doing intermittent fasting. We're just trying to make sure people don't think they need to do it for no apparent reason. Yes, You know, we want people to understand that if you feel better on intermittent fasting, I have very close friends and colleagues who are incredibly well-educated, who find that they have a clearer mind if they intermittently fast in the morning and they get more work done and so on and so forth. Yeah. That works for you. Great. Do it by all means do it. Same with digestive discomfort. There are patients that I have that find that if they fast, particularly until sort of 12 or one o'clock, they're able to move their bowel in the morning and feel more comfortable when they start eating throughout the day. Yeah. That again is totally fine. We're a okay with that. We're not, worried about you we're we're here to tell the general population that creating a restrictive situation where you can only eat between this time and this time is not going to facilitate your fat loss any better than having a calorie restricted broad range diet that you eat across the day
1: yeah i think i think that ultimately it comes down to your why. Like you said, like if you've got a job that you physically can't eat and you're stressing about that, then intermittent fasting is definitely going to help you in that. Um, if you're doing it because you can't control yourself, um, then you need to think about why you can't control yourself. You know, why are you on? You know, is your is your deficit too large? Uh, why are you finding the need to not eat at all? It's like that all or nothing approach. Like I really think, I think intermittent fasting works for the right people but it ultimately comes down to why you're doing it. Are you doing it to help you and that you're happy or are you doing it to cover um, uh, glorify uh, eating disorder? Yeah we were talking
0: about this before if, if for a lot of people we feel it can be a band-aid approach don't we Dak? It's just this yeah. this way of shrinking if you're in a deficit only being able to eat for six hours means that you can have three large meals over six hours, which might make you feel like you're getting more food, which as we discussed, when you're, you know, we sometimes have competitors that have to do a cut, either for a bodybuilding show or a powerlifting competition or something along those lines. And if we have to reduce their food, significantly for that purpose sometimes it can be really effective to reduce the feeding window because people do tend to get more hungry once they've eaten so once you've had your first meal of the day it secretes gastric juices it does all of these things that trigger you to be more hungry so of course a couple of hours later your body's going to be telling you that you want more food in yeah. a situation wherein you're in a significant deficit and you have to stay in that significant deficit, it can be purposeful. But like you said before, Zach, if you're in a significant deficit that's not actually benefiting you, so if you're if you're putting yourself, if your if your basal metabolic rate is 1,300 calories a day and you're eating 1,200 calories a day this is not a solution for you. This is just a way of justifying eating too little for your body to function. And I think that's yes. that's where people get confused, isn't it? And the psychological yeah. component is huge. You've, you've had it more than I have recently. I guess my, a lot of my clients <laughs> come in with digestive issues and that sort of jazz, whereas Dak gets a lot more weight loss clients. Um, yes. And you yes. see it probably more frequently than I do where people are – They create this confinement in terms of their nutrition because they think that that's going to allow them to have a better state of control. And the truth is it will short-term, but it won't long-term, right? So there's only so much time you can spend feeling deprived, feeling depleted, being unable to join in at your son or daughter's birthday party because, you know, if you eat that piece of cake and it's, 10 o'clock instead of 11 o'clock, it's going to affect you differently somehow. <laughs> All, of these keg. Things, <laughs> All of these things factor in. So it's just, it's yeah. just interesting. Um, it's interesting to look at the fact versus fiction side of things. So we believe that intermittent fasting can be a useful tool for a small percentage of the population. For the rest of the population, it's probably not useful and it's certainly not going to improve your fat loss just because you have a smaller eating window.
1: Yes. At the end (laughs) of the day, you're not eating less. You're just eating less through the day and eating the exact same amount at night. And one of the things that really upsets me about when people do this is you have people, they have that six hour window to eat. And most of the time, like they're on 1800 to 2200 calories, which is quite Mm -hmm. a lot for six hours. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know how much good food you could fit in that window. (laughs) I don't know. Like, that's a lot of bloody food. Like that's That's a lot of volume and that's not going to happen. So obviously you're going to go to ice cream or, you know, foods that don't really have any nutritional value whatsoever
0: you're definitely going to skew towards energy dense foods instead of nutritionally dense foods and i I guess that's that goes back to your band-aid suggestion before gorgeous worm where it's like it's a way it's it's almost self-sabotage in itself because it's a way of telling yourself that it's okay to eat bad foods as long as it's within these constraints right even though deep down you know that eating nutella and ice cream and protein powder is not an adequate way <laughs> your <laughs> nutrition but you can do it right. and, and the irony is that you can get aesthetics out of that you can get lean <laughs> you
1: know, and you a bit it. A bit.
0: yeah but you won't be healthy it's a it's a far cry from being healthy <laughs>
1: No, I mean you look great. You won't look good on the inside.
0: And that's it. And long term, what matters more, health or aesthetics? Right. So health has to be the core of any nutritional plan you follow. And if it's not, you really need to be questioning why you're following that plan.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I feel like when you ask that question, uh, I would be afraid of majority of people's answers.
0: Yeah. want to look good i don't care what it takes that's right oh that that is the answer we get most of the time isn't it and it's look at the end of the day you what what was the um the old saying if you don't make time for bodily exercise now you'll have to make time for illness later that's yes that's what it is you know like you're making these choices that are all about aesthetics now they're not necessarily going to facilitate this this beneficial situation in the future. So let's prioritize health first and foremost, make sure that we're putting ourselves in a position where we can maintain the results that we get without fat loss, lean mass gain, whatever it yeah. may be. And yep. then we're not only setting ourselves up for a a great little outcome from our fat loss diet, we're setting ourselves up for a healthy future for ourselves, for our kids, so on and so forth. And, you know, kids listen, kids hear it when you're talking about being fat all the time. You know, If you're constantly talking about diet, this diet, that, that's, that's what your kids are going to grow up believing is necessary. If you, teach them that eating healthy is the priority, that's also what they're going to grow up believing. So, you know, let's start skewing the conversation that way, hey? Yeah.
1: I, um. <clears throat> excuse me. I actually saw a post on Instagram, I think yesterday, it was about like um the it was like simple foods and how you should like talk to kids about them like yeah. just like what you would normally say and then what you should say to articulate and obviously uh you know help them pay attention actually take it on uh it was yeah. actually really interesting um and yeah. I, yeah I wholeheartedly believe that like you know you you force thing you force things on kids and they're not going to listen but it's like if you just make it um their world yeah. it'll just be normal as they grow
0: exactly um. right exactly right George. yeah all right, well, we have one more here. Have we rambled
1: enough? Okay. Or is there...
0: Yeah, we're good at this. This, is, this was the whole plan, though, because at the end of the day, what were we trying to do? The whole point of, on the DL here is the simple Ramble. topics. That's it. The simple topics that get covered in two sentences on Instagram that we're not happy with the answers for, we want to cover more information. We want to deliver it. Whoever wants to listen to it can listen to it. <laughs> All right, so last last but not least for today, um, one thing that we also get asked about quite a lot is, you know, why can't I just do more exercise if I want to lose fat? So, you know, if it's energy in versus energy out, why can't I just exercise more and why won't that just resolve the problem? So, attack being, being the uh, amazing coach you are and training people on the daily, how do you reckon they'd go pulling up from a 200-kilo squat and then going into, you know, a metabolic session the next day?
1: Oh, my God. Well, if anyone's ever competed in powerlifting, you know <laughs> that, like, during, during a competition, you're like, oh, I can't wait to get back to the gym. I'm going to smash it. Like, I can't wait for my new program. And then after the day, you're like, I don't want to touch a barbell ever again. Um, <laughs> it's it's quite sad actually like i find majority of people um are in that mindset of they need to do more to get more out of it you know i need, why can't i train for two hours seven days a week and it's like did you know that you can get the exact same results if not better from three to four sessions for an hour and an hour and a half like you're literally spending time there but you're wasting your time like the amount of the amount of recovery and the stress responses from the training you just, you can't keep up. And I uh, recently experienced this from, <laughs> uh, um, I went from balancing to CrossFit and I was like, all right, so I've stopped doing two hour sessions five days a week and now I'm <laughs> going to do CrossFit. I'm like, well, these hour sessions don't even like, I only train for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes in each one. That is nothing. So for about eight weeks I did uh, seven to nine sessions a week. Um, and it took my body about eight weeks to tell, tell me to piss off. Um, and I just got really fatigued and like, I didn't want to train. I was so sore and it took my body about a week and a half to really fully recover. I'm fine now, but, uh,
0: (laughs) Can you tell people what you experienced, Doc? So it's not just muscle soreness, is it? It's, it's no. the fatigue, the water retention, the inflammation, all of that sort of jazz. It's, it's yeah. not just sore muscles that you're, that you're creating. You're the creating... will to live. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> and you're creating the a situation will. where, all right, so you've done this epic eight weeks of training your little tush off. Now you can only train three times a week because you're so fatigued and that's all you can manage. Secondarily, you've got this chronic inflammation response now and chronic inflammatory responses stop us from losing body fat as well. So the human body is all about taking care of itself and it has heaps of systems to make sure that we don't screw it up. We keep trying, (laughs) but it always wins. So... Oh, the the easiest example of this that I can use is in bodybuilding and powerlifting, we sometimes use a tool for weight loss called water loading. And water loading can be really effective, but it's also really unpredictable, right? So the reason it's unpredictable is the human body has a dozen different mechanisms that regulate our fluid. We are trying to fool those one dozen different mechanisms when we do a water load. So when we do a water load, we take in a bucket load more water than we normally do, at least two and a half to three litres more than we normally do a day. And we rely on the body to flush out not only that extra, but a little bit more, right? And that in turn drops our body weight so that we can jump on the scales a kilo or two lighter and make it into our weight class and then go and smash some Gatorade (laughs) to fix the problem. But... If the body compensates, if the body goes through its compensatory um, mechanism sooner than we predict that it does, it can also go the other way. So this is the same system that happens in the human body across yep. the board. So the human body will fight back any time we take it out of equilibrium. Every time we disturb a process that it has in status quo, it's going to mm-hmm. fight to get it back into status quo. So if you overtrain and your cortisol response is insane and then your protein synthesis isn't adequate because how much can you repair if you're training twice a day, three days a week? (laughs) Your body starts to go, right, I'm gonna shut down all of the mechanisms that aren't super useful for me right now. I'm gonna slow down everything so that I can focus on what's necessary. So all of those symptoms that you experience, Dak and your your body is really responsive. And that probably has a lot to do with the fact that you're so well trained for so many years and because yeah. your nutrition is fairly on point most of the time, that when it's not, your body fights back hard, real hard.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I thought back. Uh, it's like a back, uh, It's funny you should say that about the water load. I've actually experienced. Well, I've water loaded a lot in uh, mm-hmm. my powerlifting <laughs> career, but uh, I did it once and it didn't work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was I was like, "What's going on? Like, yeah. I'm doing everything I should be. I don't yeah. understand why why it's not working." Um, yeah, I've had that happen once,
0: and, and that's the, like most. You know, to be honest, I've seen it uh, be. It's usually effective in powerlifters because powerlifters aren't usually in massive deficits and watching their salts and da-da-da-da-da. Um, yeah. Whereas in bodybuilding, it's a lot more temperamental um, because there's yeah. so much restriction in bodybuilding that your sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, and bicarb all have the power in it. <laughs> so you, you've got all of these other things playing in. But it can be for a number of reasons. It could be that you were dehydrated to begin with. So your body actually responded to it by taking up more cellular water, which is ironic. I had, um, I'm going to dog freaky deaky in. I have have been banging on for years to Alex Dakin about drinking more water. This guy is an insane power lifter for those of you out there who don't know him. Insane, insane. Insane. But um, I'd been bagging on to him for years about it. And then we did a water load, a practice water load for one of his competitions coming up. And he sent me a message and said, am I supposed to feel better on a water load? <laughs> and I said, no, well, I think that's just because you've been dehydrated this whole time. <laughs> so it, just, it puts it into perspective for you. You know, the human body knows what it needs. It's got negative feedback loops it's got all of these different mm. things that it can rely on to bring the status quo back so let's stop focusing on what we can do to outsmart it stop smashing the caffeine thinking that it's going to make you burn more calories stop taking all of these supplements Pre
1: workouts and
0: that's it all these subs that promise you this and promise you that get focused on the the 80 percent Stop focusing on that 20%. 80% is move regularly. Whatever kind of sport you're in or whether you just walk or whether you swim or yoga, it doesn't matter. Move regularly. Mm -hmm. Set your caloric intake based on your movement and your metabolic rate. And if you're fortunate enough to know your body composition, use your lean mass to determine that because it will help you to get a more accurate read on it. Mm -hmm. Then make sure you're getting adequate protein improve your sleep quality. Look at things like, how can I manage my intake to best serve me? What frequency of meals is gonna work best for me? How should I plan my day? Should I have more carbohydrates when I'm more active and less carbohydrates when I'm less active? Things like that. And then you've got 80% of it covered, guys. Then the 20% Mm. can start factoring in. But until you get that 80% on point, Stop worrying about the little, the little one percenters that add up to that little peak of the pyramid that we're all <laughs> always trying to sell to people, right?
1: We're all trying to get to. I know. It's, that's where the money-making is, though, in that little triangle. It's true. That's where it is for BCAAs and all that crap that's right and uh, some
0: of them some of them are useful like we're not trying to talk down all supplements some of them are useful but probably not if you're only training twice a week and your diet is crap right like yes. it's probably not yeah. going to make any significant <laughs> difference
1: here. probably not just going to take your money really exactly but, uh, yeah you yeah, um, know you wouldn't need yeah. Well, you wouldn't need, you wouldn't need to buy, you know, all of those supplements for recovery or like a Theragun or, you know, all of those little things. If you just trained the amount that your body can actually handle. That's if, right. you're, if you're trying to train seven days a week, you're not prehabbing, You're mm-hmm. not eating enough protein. You're not sleeping enough. You're not drinking enough water. Like your, your body just can't handle it. Like you're not setting your body up to to be able to recover from seven sessions so That's maybe it. do four and then you know that time that you so have uh you know use it to rehab use it to prep your food to yeah. you know make sure you're buying the right shit to accommodate recovery really
0: use it to do the 80 percent yeah it's exactly. just, it's yeah. simple. All right. Well, I think we've uh, I think we've covered our topics for today, but we're pretty we're pretty excited to get this one out for you guys. We've got another one coming shortly. Um, but thanks for listening to us. Hopefully, we've given you some some good uh, talking points to go out and chat with all of your mates. <laughs> but yeah, just is... throw the
1: information in their face. Just throw
0: <laughs> it right. Like this is why we don't do this. <laughs> yeah. but, Hopefully.
1: Uh... Hopefully, the next episode will actually be uh, face-to-face, you know, Life. in person. Live so
0: and in be person. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're excited for that. But thank you all for, li- uh, for listening. Um, and we are excited to have you back for, for our next round.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Stay
0: safe. Be good, guys. Bye. <laughs> uh, how do I stop
1: recording? <laughs>